did I answer the question or did I go off on a long tangent? Both. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, your weekly look at all things Cinema Sins, TV Sins, and Commercial Sins. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week, I'm joined by Cinema Sins co-founder, Chris Atkinson. Hello. Well, then, let's dive into the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? Uh, we'll kick things off with Monday's video, The Mandalorian, uh, season one, episode seven. This seemed a little weird. I thought all the Mandalorian episodes were done, but I guess they're a couple that slipped through the cracks. Are you excited for season three? Um, you know, I have I've let so many things slip through the cracks over the last couple of years that no, I'm not like jonesing to see Mandalorian season three. I think uh, the last season did end on some things where you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be doing that, are they? And now I'm like, it's been so long since they came out with that season that I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm going to have to like re-binge it, I think, to understand what's going on anymore. But I do remember how season two kind of like left things. Yeah. So uh, I will probably end up watching it, though, because it's it's fun. And I've watched the first two seasons and I enjoyed them, so. And I know a lot of people on Twitter are like, you know, thinking like, I really liked this show, but like, we liked it because like, it wasn't a show about Jedi. It was a show about other things in Star Wars culture. And like, there was a trailer that I haven't seen that is just going to, I think, involve that world a little bit more, you know, the Jedi culture. And I am a little nervous, but like, after the first two seasons, why would I have any doubts that Jon Favreau is going to come up with something magical, you know? Yeah. So the reckoning, uh, Aaron and Daniel writing on this one. None will be free until the old ways are gone forever, and yet the sequel trilogy tells us the old ways don't disappear. Somehow, they returned. Yep. Always love a good somehow Palpatine returned jab. Mm -hmm. Those things were poisonous, too. This scene has more random tension than the time I saw my friend John start a a fight with a car seat and lose. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to know, but also, like, it's one of those, like, you let your imagination run, and it's like, now I'm thinking, like, an animated car scene, like, Cuphead style, and, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Looney Tunes style. It's like... I like I like that image in my head, so I'm yeah. gonna keep, I'm gonna stick with that. <laughs> I should have gone and uh, asked them if uh, that was based on <laughs> some sort of real story, like not necessarily someone lost to a car seat, but at least made themselves look like an ass fighting with a car seat, you know, something like that. Look, I'm sure the real story is somebody was a new parent trying to install a car seat and got frustrated, and uh, yeah, that's just not fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things you had from the video? There's some obvious uh, Aaron Dicer-isms in mm-hmm. this one. Uh, Disney Plus refuses to give us a spinoff of Taika YT droid. I just like the idea of calling him the YT droid. And uh, I don't know who did this one. I don't know wh- who wrote this one. And it's funny because in, in another video that we did, uh, are talking about this week the terms were messed up so it's even within the cinema sins universe that the terms lying and laying get messed up this is a thing for me like i hear i feel like i'm in the minority these days because everybody says i'm gonna go lay down i'm laying down i'm laying this i'm and it's like no you're lying down you're gonna go lie down if you need to <laughs> lay you you lay brick you lay something down you have to have an object to lay down and so someone 
I'm going to randomly guess Daniel. So, you know, did the, the, did the one about the laying and lying, which spoke to my soul uh, <laughs> in this when somebody says he's going to lay, he's laying down or whatever. And it's like, but then, yes, in another video, and I don't know if we'll get to it, I mean, in, in within the context of that video, but the Pinocchio video, one of the sins writes laying down. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we just all we just talked about this, guys, or somebody just talked about this and somebody completely ignored it. But um, I thought that was fun. <laughs> making me watch other people watch this ship land i thought was funny <laughs> the guy dying after one shot because of the shoddy armor and then going mm -hmm. on a rant about like why if there's these armor armories that are selling all this crappy armor to everybody and then yeah this one also speaks to my soul this is one of my biggest issues with movies and of course i mean this is a, a classic one but uh, Moff Gideon beating around the bush, telling Werner Herzog about them not having Grogu with them while he's talking to him on the hologram phone. You know, basically burying the lead is what the sin says, burying the lead and basically giving the good guys a chance in the scene instead of just saying, hey, they don't have Grogu and then just going ahead and killing them. The, the, the main bad guy actually stalls for the good guys in that scene. Uh, speaking of Moff Gideon, uh, after the cockpit opens, this is his worst Jack in the Box ever. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> and and what's good about this one? This is what's so important about in our own editing of something of something that is already an edited program. How much do you show? How much do you cut? How much do you make the you know what's the pacing of our own video mm. and everything? It, it's so much better that we show that full opening. And then the narration comes in. Also wanted to, to point out, you guys take a sin off for uh, Giancarlo Esposito's performance as Moff Gideon. And I just came across a really fun story recently that he was on, uh, I think Jimmy Fallon talking about doing this role. And John Favreau calls him and he's like, hey, I've got this role. It's in a Star Wars show. I'm doing the Star Wars show and I want you to be this villain guy. He's at the point in his career now where he can just kind of do what he wants. He's ma he's making so much money off of Breaking Bad residuals and, mm. and now I guess Better Call Saul residuals and all that. Like he's he's said he can just do whatever mm -hmm. he wants now, right? Yeah. So he he says like I want to work with people that I like. I don't want to because you know, John Favreau's telling him is like well we put all the money into the volume so like I don't have any money to give you like I have very little money to give you, which mm -hmm. Moff Gideon has like. 10 seconds of screen time in season one like you know yeah it's practically a cameo right he he says all the money's in the volume so i don't really have money to get you he's like well john i like you and i want to work with people that i like so let me think about it i'll come back to you to calls back and he says i have one condition i want a cape and he's like done <laughs> so like, <laughs> i was watching that clip with my wife and like my favorite thing is like i love when actors are like children inside especially like john carlos esposito who's now known as gus fring he's like now known as this really sinister really serious person and you just find out like he's just a little kid inside and mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. adorable i'm so happy for him too because you know he he had been around for a really long time and mm -hmm. i think most people at least my age were probably first introduced to him in the usual suspects and then probably saw do the right thing before that but do the right thing was another one that he shined in and it just took him all the way up until breaking bad to finally get that like 
super recognition that he'd always probably deserved. So I think we'll probably, <laughs> that won't be the last time we take off sins for Giancarlo Esposito, probably. Sure. Yeah, he's one. Of, he's blown up since Breaking Bad, but it's one of those that, like, I, I don't think I ever saw him in anything before Breaking Bad. But then mm-hmm. you just see him everywhere now. Even like I think I saw Do the Right Thing like after I saw the Breaking Bad. It's like, oh, that's Gus Fring, you know? Or that's- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being completely not Gus Fring at all, you know? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, looks like one of his first performances was in Sesame Street. Like I want to go back and see that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's like plenty of good stuff. Uh, like just seeing him pop up in places. You're right. It's kind of nice that he's getting the recognition that he deserves. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think the over under is on how many uh, IMDb credits he has? Ooh, so I'm, I'm usually pretty good at this. Mm-hmm. He's been, he's not someone who's been in everything. He's not a Samuel L. Jackson, but I imagine he's probably got at this point, a long career. I mean, he was in fresh too. Let's see. Let's say 69. According to the IMDb, he has, in terms of just previous, not upcoming, 190. Wow. So he must, like, do a lot of voices and stuff, too. Like, get like cartoon voices and things like He's that. He's Lex Luthor and Harley Quinn. Because usually you don't get that much unless you rack up a voiceover. He, he's got a lot of, like, one episode in the TV series. One episode of Touched by an Angel in 2000. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Makes sense that it's way more than I think it is, but... Wow, I didn't, I would have never, yeah, obviously never would have guessed that. I guessed 69, so. And I didn't guess 69 for any uh, (laughs) uh, hilarious reasons. I just, that was the name, that was the number that popped in my head. Maybe that doesn't make it any better. Um, uh, But uh, uh, I am surprised it's that many, yeah. Sure. And then the other sentence I had written down for this one is, uh, there's that mysterious force healing ability again, and one more force ghost of Qui-Gon looks on before walking away muttering, that is such bullshit. (laughs) yep (laughs) yep i think that maybe qui-gon's wounds were a little bit more severe but (laughs) (laughs) if they wanted to save him they would have especially because it's like you could say that about ben kenobi but like his death i mean you guys both their deaths were sacrifices for the next generation Mm -hmm. but it's like Mm-hmm. but Qui-Gon was surrounded by Mace Windu and Yoda and Shakti yeah. and Kit Fisto all these like like all the Jedi were still alive at the time right when you know so yeah Ben was the Come last on. Jedi and then well, apparently Ahsoka survived all that too so yeah um, right yeah <laughs> moving on to Tuesday's video Need for Speed uh you and Ian writing on this one mm-hmm. I wasn't excited for this movie when it came out I still mm-hmm. haven't seen it okay. but I remember the reviews kind of being like, it's not bad, but it sounds like, or it seems like this movie kind of has a bit of a cult following based off of like YouTube comments and all that. What is this movie? Uh, worth watching? It was an interesting thing going to the YouTube comments on this video because it was a lot of people going need for speed is so great. And need for speed is better than fast and furious. And I was like, I'm sitting there going, I may like this better than fast and furious, but I did not realize there were so many people that were like <laughs> need for speed fans out there. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I think it does have a cult following. I think it actually did well uh, overseas and there has been talk about making a sequel to this. And that's the reason why we did this video back in September. We, wrote the script for this because the box like box office mojo on their schedule was showing Mm -hmm. a need for speed two on October. 
every bit of research that I looked at for a Need for Speed 2, first off, there's no poster, there's no trailer, there's no nothing. Uh, it obviously was a, it's something that they've sked, they like threw on there as a penciled in type of thing. And they still haven't made it officially yet. They still haven't yeah. done it, but you never know uh, like a month or so down the line, whether or not they were going to make that or they were secretly making it or they're about to come out with it or whatever. So we came, we, we wrote a script just in case mm -hmm. they came out with a sequel. Obviously a sequel has not come out, but you can still find that it's in development or something uh, on the IMDb. After a while, it just became, all right, we've got this video. Let's come out with it, you know, just to fill in a part of the schedule. And that's how Need for Speed ended up being this late January release for us. So, uh, so yeah, I rewatched this video and this is a video that I've seen many times going through the editing and all that. And I had to refresh my memory on it because it was like five months ago that we did this. So yeah, um, uh, this was a this was a fun one to to uh to take apart i think uh i think a lot of the things that uh, happen in this don't make much sense to me uh at all the whole the, the daily own race that makes no sense and how it's set up and uh how he ends up getting into it and i went through a lot of research about crimes on this one because <laughs> Uh, because there's a lot to do with the, like, whether or not Dino played by Dominic Cooper is responsible for the death. And would he be, would he be charged in the death of this dude that dies in the er early part of it? And what would constitute evidence of that? And like, <laughs> I, I called somebody I know who's a friend of the show, who's a lawyer about a lot of these different things. And even though it wasn't his area of expertise and everything i said you can't just find a car in somebody's garage and just say oh he was responsible for that guy's death right you can't just because the law doesn't rarely works the way we think it should it's not like right. it's not like some magical thing like ah there's the there's the car it proves everything it doesn't really it, ne it rarely ever does but anyway, uh, going off on a lot of tangents there. Anyway, what do you want to? Wh wh where do we want to go with this? <laughs> if this toothpick was such an integral part of his character, why was it in his mouth the first time we saw him? Oh uh. my God! You, <laughs> believe me, if you ever see anything about eating or uh, or like some something in somebody's mouth, you can almost bet that I wrote it <laughs> because I noticed this like an insane amount of times and it bothers me and I can't explain why I probably have a psychological problem. I understand this, but, uh, this guy has his toothpick and it's for no reason. It's like, a, it's like a, I feel like it's an actor crutch. So I really, really hated it. And it, it kept showing up. I was like, he wouldn't show up in this like this, did he? And I went back to the first scene of the movie where he's introduced and I was like, he didn't have a toothpick then. So why is it <laughs> such an integral part of his character now? Anyway, yeah, and there was like four or five instances. Like there was even like at the funeral, he still has a toothpick in his mouth. Yeah, um, man, I haven't seen a character so obviously gonna die since that one dude in the Meg who was taking a swim after they caught the shark they thought was the Meg. The Meg so, is getting a sequel this year. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was on. I was also the writer, one of the writers on the Meg, and. Uh, you know, the, that dude who's out in the middle of the water and his like little, 
inflatable or whatever, just like enjoying the water. They took, they, they, <laughs> they caught the shark and everything. I was like, I was like, Oh my God, just set this dude, like, just go ahead and kill this dude already. And, and so, yeah, this guy in, uh, in need for speed, I don't know what his most popular role would be, but if you've seen upgrade, he's the guy who's like funding all the stuff in upgrade. He shows up and he's talking about the future and, uh, he's got all this wide eyed, like excitement about everything. And I just like, ah, you poor bastard. You're definitely going to die. There's no <laughs> way, there's no way you survived this movie. There, there, the movie doesn't have room for you. Uh, basically yeah. so you're gonna die easily and and you know him talking about he, you're gonna take this car and you're gonna win the deli own with it and all that and uh <laughs> just like, i'm just it, there's sometimes writers just telegraph by just doing something a little bit over the top that just kind of just says all right he's not meant for this movie the rest of this movie i i kind of hope like the next time we see a sin like this it's like i haven't seen a, a death this obvious <laughs> since pete and, and then and then like there could be a recurring like now you go back you and watch the for speed video and then it's like then you got to go watch the meg video and it's like maybe there's a joke about that i haven't seen a guy this obviously about to die since you know the expendable it's a good idea like, <laughs> bro, probably a good idea because uh just to build on it over and over and over again uh-huh. would be amazing uh, speaking of Pete's death, uh, now that Toby's won this race for Pete, who predicted that he would win the race in this car and there'd be a lighthouse at the end of it, I'm wondering why he couldn't predict his own death. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just insane to me. The guy, like, to the detail knows what his buddy's gonna do, but has nothing, has no idea what his own future is in all of this. You would think that you know, it would tell him, you know, he's not there to, to see it. He doesn't, he, he, yeah. And as uh, I think Ian's uh, earlier uh, sin mentions, it's like there's predicting the future and then there's reading the end of the screenplay because that's exactly, <laughs> he, he goes down to the detail of what's going to happen. And, and, um, and, 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 you know, you, when you see a power that this, that's this incredible, it's like, why doesn't this guy use this more of like for, for things that really matter that the daily on is like such an unimportant thing to use this power on. Pete's death is so long and drawn out. I'm halfway expecting to see a slow motion ghost face show up from the back seat and stab him after the car. Flips over <laughs> <a bridge. laughs> I I feel embarrassed. Cause like everyone that you pick so far, ones that I've written. So I'm going to sit here and talk about these. Uh, well, how- yes, it, it, we already know he's going to die. Okay. Like if you've watched a movie before, you know, he's going to die. I don't know what it is about directors. I don't, I don't think it started with Zack Snyder, but there's this idea that we have to do everything. Now, every dramatic moment has to be in slow motion. It has to like be in this over the top, just like never ending manner. And that's exactly what happens. And I'm sitting there thinking, what if I actually did think, what if the Zucker brothers and the back in the day, were to do a parody of this scene uh what would it look like and it would be like long and drawn out and then like something completely ridiculous like Ghostface showing up in the back seat of the car <laughs> it's gonna be stabbing him while the car is wrecking and i just thought that was a funny image and uh yeah wrote it down <laughs> maybe here's a sin you didn't write i think maybe sin for the week for me right here is uh the tattoo says pete 396 and it says i don't think i ever made it that far in the bible I actually think I did write that one. Um, um, 
it's just one of those where it's like, what what context could Pete three nine six be? Because even if you're talking like like a birthday, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. March nineteen ninety six would be it, but like you can't like it's there couldn't there's no way it could be March ninety six, maybe March nine oh six, but then he's super young. Yeah, like there's no way it could be thirty nine six. Like what on earth could this three nine six mean? I think that I looked for uh, a, an answer to this. It's a it's a V eight engine is a three nine six. That's the reason why it's on there. Um, so that's the reason why he's got Pete three nine six on the thing. And I was like, okay, that has something to do with a V eight engine. Fantastic. I don't need to know that to write this in, right? So I, don't, <laughs> I, can, I can just ignore this. And so, yeah, I did write this one actually. When I ran across that too, I was like, I don't remember if I wrote that or if that was Ian, but that was definitely me. But yeah, I, I remember that's one of those where you you just do the ignorant thing. Like I did want to know what three nine six could have meant in this context, yeah. and and I did find out what it meant. And then I said, I'm going to pretend that I didn't see that. Um, <laughs> and uh, all in the service of a Bible joke and. Uh, I was uh, I was very happy with it. So anyway, I'm glad that you Me liked too. it. Uh, there's a moment where um, who's the uh, who's the character that flies the helicopter? What's the actor? I it's Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. That's right. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I'm like I know it was like a, one of those pop star turned actor. Yeah, guys. Um, <laughs> he's flying the helicopter. He's like, this is just like speed. Yes, this is just like speed. Except there's no bomb. None of our protagonists are on the bus, and the bus driver looks nothing like Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Yeah, Ian did write this one, and we both wrote a sin for this because it obviously doesn't look a thing like Speed at all. It's just you making a Speed reference, and everybody's like, ha, 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 Speed. And (laughs) we ended up going with Ian's. Ian's was a little bit better articulated. Uh, Last one, I promise. Uh, Hooray, he's going to win. Wait, what does he win again? Oh, right, the other racer's cars, and it just, like, is a short montage of all the destroyed cars. (laughs) Yeah. Like, at least, like, in the Fast and Furious Street races when they do that, like, you win the other person's car. Like, they do, like, these races that, like, all the cars are actually crossing the finish line, you know? Yeah. This is like a later Fast and the Furious movie where they just blow them up with rocket launchers, you know? I I don't get this at all. In fact, in the movie, and I think we had, we may have had some sins about this, but I can't remember if they were cut or what. Um, But uh, Dominic Cooper, who plays Dino, has won Mm -hmm. this race before. And in that same storage shed uh, where he's got the, the Koenigsegg car, He's got the the cars that he won in the De Leon, and they're all, like, smashed up. Like, I think they're all, like, if I recall, they're all just smashed up. They don't, they don't have any value, um, really, I don't think. And that's what's so odd about Aaron Paul calling the rich dude and saying, I'm going to win $4 million worth of cars on this race, and, like, uh, all of the cars are just going to end up being smashed up at the end. They have, they're not, they're totaled. There's no, there's no if way you get them fixed. Them it's going to cost the cost of the car. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that's one thing the movie does not explain at all. And maybe if you're a professional street racer, you know exactly what's going on there. But I, I had no idea from the movie. The movie doesn't tell you a thing. That's all I had. You feel free to say all the ones that I, that you really liked and want to mention. I missed. Uh, Ian found that, 
Confederate statue statue in the middle uh-huh. of that uh, New York, that supposedly New York town, uh-huh. and uh, and uh, he he asked me because he's British, uh, would a town in New York have a Confederate statue? And I was like, no, they would not. And uh, they shot this. In, <laughs> they shot this in Georgia. So that was how they how the whole Confederate uh, statue sin came about. And then of course we also had to send Confederates. We will um, do things a little differently for this Wednesday video, The Last of Us, uh, because, Chris, you said you were waiting to watch the show until you finished playing the game. Yeah. So far, every Monday since this uh, series aired, I've been playing The Last of Us on a Twitch stream, uh, CinemaSins Live. So I just went into it going, I don't want to know anything uh, about the the game before I go in. This is, of course been readily apparent uh, as soon as i came started playing the game that i knew nothing about it uh and uh started playing it without any practice time or anything like that and uh whatever so uh so like the first the first day i was like trying to learn controls and i was i died probably oh a good 25 30 times in this one scene because i didn't know what the hell was going on didn't know how to rectify the situation i just kept going head first into it <laughs> without knowing so so that's 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 sort of been the, the the entertainment for a lot of people is uh, watching me go into situations and dying immediately and apparently <laughs> i have a bloodlust i have a bloodlust in this game a lot of people like try to uh, try to get through a scene like by trying to like sneak past people and stuff not me man i murder everybody that i run into so that's another how thing else that, are we gonna stop the zombie apocalypse right that's the way i feel about it like you gotta <laughs> you gotta you gotta kill them when you got a chance so yeah there were, there's there's been some some numerous uh hilarious moments where i've been trying to go into situations where there's guns being fired at me and i'm sitting there punching them and the reason why i'm punching them is because uh, I don't know how to get my gun back in my hand. How did that happen? How did it even get to the point where I was just punching somebody? I don't know. Um, and, and so a lot of times stuff like that was happening. I didn't know how to make things. I didn't know how to do certain things. And so I was going through all this, just kind of dying and like learning and, uh, and things like that. So everything, anyway, people have been, you know, a handful of people have been watching me on Monday nights, play the last of us. And I'm, I've played it for the last three nights be playing that until i get done and having a lot of fun with it and you're enjoying your time with the game yeah absolutely um i heard i mean i obviously heard about this game when it came out i didn't have a ps4 i don't believe when this game came out i wasn't playing games at all uh when it came out Um, it originally came out on the playstation 3 and then oh did it the playstation 4 version is like a remaster with all the add-ons oh playstation 5 is a a complete remake yeah the last the the last playstation i had before i bought a 4 was the first one the first playstation that second one is goaded man yeah i played a lot of games on that first one and then just i grew out of it and i would still follow things about games and things like that but i just I just didn't. So when last of us came out, I heard about it. Uh, people talking about how great this was and where they, I just kind of, kind of pushed that to a side. I was like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'll ever play that game. So I'm going to, I'm going to push that news out to the side. And then this sequel came out and there were all the news stories about that that came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh. are you going to pick up the last of us part two on the streams after this? Yeah, there's a chance. There's a lot of potential ways to go with it. 
so Ian's recorded some stuff for The Last of Us part because uh, Ian and Jonathan wrote on this video. So they are going to we're going to insert some audio there. And then I'm going to record separately um, the sins that I had liked. We'll put that all together because uh, we are saving Chris's entire Last of Us TV show experience until he's done playing the game. So we'll put that in now and then we'll jump to Thursday's video. All right. Before I kick it over to Ian for the Last of Us video, I wanted to run through the sins I liked here. Uh, the 1968 title card might be the most unnecess unnecessary title card ever to title card. I think the plethora of cigarettes and 29 different shades of beige all gave us the context clues we required. Uh, shows mentioning the Atkins diet is the mid-aughts, uh, what beige and cigarettes are to the 60s. Uh, yep, that's the way to get kids into Jesus. Math. Ha ha ha. Yeah, math and raisins. I feel the Lord! Schindler's red petticoat, and then, which points to the little kid's high tops. <laughs> Call me a wimp, but I think two child deaths in less than three minutes may be pushing me to my HBO Max. And lastly, I just realized in this universe, the fungi infection spreading was probably why Firefly was canceled and not because of the terrible Fox executives. Plenty of good stuff to like about this. I thought some really creative, really fun sins in here, specifically about the beige. Uh, and then I had one question to ask Ian, which I'm sure he will address in there. And it says, concerning the belt clip sin, Jonathan wrote that sin because... He had the exact same belt clip case, right? Because uh, it's that one where it's like a cover of a Nokia phone, and, and the sin is that they with the belt clip case thing, like he still puts it in his pocket. And like, look, Jonathan just kind of seems like the person that would have that exact same thing, right? So, please, Ian, tell me that I'm right. Right. Okay. Here are my thoughts on the Last of Us, um, uh, because Chris didn't want to talk about it for obvious reasons. He hasn't seen the show yet so he didn't want to get spoiled um by watching the sins video because people watching the sins video is a terrible way of consuming your content but please keep doing it because chris has also been playing the last of us on twitch yes that's a plug for twitch come and join us every monday at 7 30 p.m central for the closest thing to video game sins that you're ever going to see chris sins the game plays through all of it picks out movie posters that are in the universe and books and things and it's a jolly good laugh by all oh, come and join us i'm the one talking to you all in the chat but yes about the show love the show um i only played the game once back when it came out on my friend's playstation so it was a little bit disjointed but yeah absolutely loved the pilot i think it's nico parker or nico parker the um young actor that plays uh joel's daughter is so freaking good like so good I wouldn't have even been sad if she ended up being Ellie. Uh, the good lady that plays Ellie, whose name has escaped me, uh, Bella Ramsey, um, she's incredible, but they're both so good I wouldn't have minded even if the roles were switched. Yeah, really, really, really well done. It's, it's a great pilot. It sets up the universe. I think one of the sins was this isn't just like a good video game pilot. This is a good pilot that happens to have something to do with a video game. The cast is absolutely stacked. Um, didn't want to spoil anything for the rest of the season, but the cast that they've managed to pull together for this is so, 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 so good. So yeah, it had loads of fun with it, but because it was video games and it was apocalypse it was very, very, very easy to sin. I love sinning the 2003 things because it, whenever you have like a period thing that's set in the past, you have to pick out the really stereotypical things like Atkins. Now, Atkins obviously ties into the whole lack of carbs and lack of flour thing, which is quite clever in universe. But it still felt like the most 2003 thing that they could have possibly said. 
Um, and I loved picking out that DVD. One of my buddies messaged me and said, you absolute troll, of course you found a DVD in a shelf that proved it wasn't 2003. You're an absolute knob. Uh, and yes, I am a knob, but now it's my job, which is great. It makes me feel better. <laughs> uh, I love that somebody in the comments was really liked the Macbeth sin that no, I don't. I don't hate Shakespeare. I just wish we teach kid about the fun kids about the fun ones, like Hamlet. And they were impressed because they actually did learn about Hamlet, and they thought it was one of the fun ones. I really liked hearing the narrator say Pedro Pascal is not my daddy in this scene. I just love that because I want Pedro Pascal to be my daddy. Now, the narrator didn't say it quite as saucily as I was hoping, but it still, it, it worked really well because it still had like, it had like an innocence to it instead. It's like, Pedro Pascal is not my daddy in this scene. It's more like wishing he would check in on his homework rather than the dirty meaning that I had ascribed to it. Um, there's a lady that comes out with this incredible line, which is people out there need to get right with Jesus. Three nails plus one cross equals four given, which is amazing. But the scene is obviously, yep, that's the way to get kids into Jesus. Math. Like, that's the that's the missing part there. And I, just, I loved hearing the narrator say, I feel the Lord, when um, we're talking about raisin cookies. Because, yeah, math and raisin cookies, that's the way to do it. Uh, we originally had four sin removals. We removed another sin for the score, because the score is incredible. But we kind of... It's kind of pinching it from the game very much. So it wasn't so much... A sin removal for the show, but a sin removal for the game. Um, I'm still. It would have been an incredible sin if the show hadn't used the score, so it couldn't really win either way. It wasn't getting a sin removal, and yet it would have been sinned for not using it um, because that score is just so 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 good. Um, I think my favourite line in the whole show though was when the head of the Fireflies is talking to Kim. Yeah, Kim. <laughs> Kim says, "I can do it." And the reply is, Kim, you don't have a fucking ear on your fucking head, could you please? And it's just, the camera then pans over to Kim looking really sad with an ear missing. And it's, it's a great setup. It's such a beautiful little, you haven't got an ear on your head, please. You cannot do this. It's so brutal. Um, the way this show kind of like slips in lines of brevity and lines of like humor into really serious moments is so, 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 so great. So the reaction from the narrator was just, a ton of laughing which is which is pretty perfect um what else did we have i think that was all for the sins um i love seeing anna torv come back she's great loved her in fringe where she was in more things she's really 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 good and yeah i had to sin the fact that there's not enough pallets being moved around because hey that's what the video game was and even even ellie in the game acknowledges that there is a shit ton of pallets being moved around because um, she's always like, oh, what a surprise. I have to get on a pallet again. Because the big thing is she can't swim. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's all of my thoughts. Who knows if we'll continue sinning the show. Um, what I will say is I'm not looking forward to sinning episode three. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks, for Ian, for taking your time. Really appreciate that you decided to travel all the way from England to the U.S. just to record a seven-minute audio clip for me. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, dude. Although I did forget uh, to have you comment about the belt clips in that I specifically asked. But don't worry, he sent an email on the plane back, and uh, he said, I think I wrote the belt clips in. I had one, and I thought it was so cool. They were not. Uh, and he is right. They were not. I just, I felt so justified in believing that that was Jonathan, and I wish it was still. In headcanon to me, that's still true, and Ian did not confirm 
whether or not Jonathan had one or not. So headcanon for me is still going to say Jonathan had one, even though Ian wrote the belt clips in. I'm loving the show. I'm glad you guys are as well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season, and I'm really looking forward to watching you guys tackle the rest of the season because this video was a favorite for me this week. Let's get into it. Let's get into Thursday's video, Pinocchio. Now, I haven't seen okay. this one, but like after the reviews, I have no interest in it. Uh, Aaron and Danae writing on this video, and even seeing the Sins video, like I guess maybe I expected worse, but like it's only because like this was just immediately shelled and because it was a disney plus exclusive like you'd think maybe that would be more accessible for people but like the only people that i know that watch this movie are people that like watch all the movies i don't know like how many like casual families saw this movie mm -hmm. did you catch this one out no i didn't see this um i had heard enough bad about it and plus it was confusing because we we're hearing already of the another Pinocchio with the Guillermo del Toro mm -hmm. version was coming out. So this already felt low rent before it even hit. Uh, was it Disney plus? Did, did, it, did it have yep. a theater? Yeah. Well, nope. it wasn't a theatrical release. I mean, it's still a Zemeckis. So like, that's something, but yeah, but the fact that they didn't have any faith in it going into theaters sort of said something to me. But no, I didn't watch this. Um, uh, the video is my first actual, like, seeing any frames of it. I didn't even see the trailer for this. W looking at, at Tom Hanks uh, kind of uh, grind his way through this movie or and, and seeing the scenes of the video, I, it doesn't seem like uh, anybody was having much of a good time making this. But, uh Yeah um let's see here good to see all the things that they decided to carry over into the live action remake they didn't forget the important cricket horn dogging for inanimate objects part yeah um, <laughs> yes uh gotta hate the repeat game are are you repeating me while watching this video right now stop it no, no. you stop it i'm an <laughs> asshole i ah, gotcha uh <laughs> yep jeremy's delivery on that was just perfect mm -hmm. Loved it. uh it's me pinocchio not saying this line in a thick italian accent and then saving the princess from bowser <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> scooting your booty with the shoot foodie when you should uh shod foodie when you should be making uh when you should wait until the end to use a broom instead yeah that sounds like classic uh dicer stuff right there i'll i'll, I'll hold off on a couple so you can uh have a chance to talk so um the explanation that wishing upon a star does not make your dreams come true and then the <laughs> apology that you had to come to this channel for the lesson i thought that was good <laughs> The name Pinocchio going to Pinocchio, and why not just call him Woody? It's not like that name is taken. <laughs> uh -huh. Cleo, the goldfish, enjoying the belly uh -huh. rub too much, uh -huh. uh, and and a, and a pontification on where goldfish genitals are. Uh, that was uh, that's uh, through that sin. Is is the goldfish? you know genitalia gonna be the new cloaca like <laughs> oh i don't know it's possible i mean yeah i mean uh this this talks about who's talking for all the some talk i thought that was a good one pinocchio sleeps in a drawer and geppetto's cat does not and you're talking about a woodworker who could easily give him a bed if he wanted uh -huh. to uh the honest jay and silent bobcat sin <laughs> derived from the etching on the mallet i thought was good are we to chapter 11 yet in this movie because Disney needs to file for creative bankruptcy? And it was a scene that of course was in the original cartoon, uh, that they just redid sending the idea of a hot dog being on a charcuterie board. I thought was great. <laughs> uh, 
I thought that was great. Yes. Also, and, and when I saw the, the lead in to this sin, I was like, that's fantastic. Mr. Fox. And sure enough, uh, when, uh, Jiminy Cricket says something like it's about cussing time or something like that. Uh, fantastic. Mr. Foxing without mother cussing attribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally the monstro sin, the animal that provides dark scenes with bioluminescence for movies. I thought that was a, a particularly good thing. That's one thing that we always don't realize in movies and movies don't really give us a, a, a good explanation of what's going on. I have three more sins and then a question. Uh, the first okay. uh, couple of sins, uh, it looks like, <laughs> it looks to me like everything comes in, but nothing comes out. Excess cheese consumption. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there's a point where like Jiminy is avoiding a bunch of different attacks and it just, oh. the subtitles just read, Jiminy screams no and whoa a fucking oh, lot. Oh my God. <laughs> that was so annoying to watch. And I was so glad that they send it the way they did because I would have done uh-huh. the same thing um do you think i'll chase a single peanut m&m under the couch if it falls okay bad example (laughs) yep 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 (laughs) yeah Uh, and then one question the digging through the comments uh to try to find some like reaction to this video or some things that people you know wanted to ask about and a lot of people wanted the this movie exists sin um Mm -hmm. and i just kind of curious uh when that sin is applicable like I, like I know it's been on on only uh, only a rare few. Like uh, I know that the first one was the Amazing Spider-Man. I feel like there was like Lion King or Jungle Book. One of the like Disney live action remakes already had this. So just curious, like when that sin is applicable, when you choose to use it, and uh, like why? I mean, there's a chance that neither of them just brought it up for this one. But like, why? Why? Why would this um, movie not have that sin? Attached? Yeah. So you know, I didn't ask them whether or not they thought about doing this sin i'm assuming they didn't because it's not in in there um this would be an applicable movie to do the this movie exists sin on i'm just assuming they just didn't write it so in that case it's just a matter of writers just not following the old form or whatever or following the old tradition which is fine they don't have to i got this same sort of question uh back at a whatever it was it was a fan fest or something like that we had in nashville uh we had a panel and we showed uh the casino royale video i think we premiered it there and it was before it was final like we had uh still had some things we had to fix in it and everything but we still showed it to this group in a room and uh there was a point where they say casino royale and we didn't do a roll credits and somebody in the audience was like why didn't you do the roll credits uh thing there and at the time i think i gave them the answer of like you know sometimes when they say the name of the movie it's an obvious like we're saying the name of the movie and sometimes they're just referring to something or whatever yeah. and i don't feel like it really really deserves a roll credits because it's something that they commonly say throughout the whole movie or whatever. And that rule, I don't, it's not a rule, but that particular rule in my head is commonly broken by every other writer. And sometimes they have the same philosophy as I do about the, mm-hmm. the roll credits. There's a movie actually of a video where the title of the movie is said many times, that we do send, but I don't think there's a roll credits ever during the entire time. Uh, and that's coming out probably in March. But uh, in this case, 
it was just the fact that the writers didn't write it. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Uh, this movie probably could have, could, would have had a, uh, this movie exists would have been fine for it. But I think also it's because it's the first sin ever and it's, and it's, you know, it's, I don't know, considered like you use it in special occasions, I guess, or whatever. I think that, I don't know. I think people just sort of wait for that perfect movie to, to, to spring it out again, but this would have been perfectly fine to spring it out. And and that's just the case here. It wasn't a fact. It wasn't a decision not to, it was just that it wasn't written. Uh, Well, here's to hoping that it retroactively gets added uh, in the Guillermo del Toro, del Toro Pinocchio sin video that the sin is just Zemeckis's movie exists. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, just yeah, don't don't send the fact that Guillermo del Toro's exists. Uh-huh. Send the Zemeckis one in uh-huh. the del Toro one. Yes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. Uh, that'll take us to Friday's video, iPhone action mode. I'm going to take a stab. Jeremy writing this one? Yep. Nice. Uh, yep. It's just one of those you can just tell because Jeremy loves to like nitpick on like one little section of a commercial for so yep. long. And and I know Jeremy's been like loving his camera stuff. He shows it off on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. Like he loves all the features and mm-hmm. um, all the cool things he finds out. So it was just kind of fit perfectly. Lots of things that I hated about this video as well and the biggest one is like this is the best situation they could have come up with for that mm-hmm. you know and then and then a sin later about listing eight or nine different alternatives that would have been a better use to show video stabilization instead mm-hmm. you got to show this this mom who is managing to keep up with the race right while also shoving through people like mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other sin i had written written down was um slut lizard would be an excellent band name yep yep <laughs> This was funny to me because I was, I, I watched, I'm trying to, I think I read the script before I watched the video, the, the, the commercial and, and, and he wrote something like the YouTube version of this commercial has some sort of thing with a slut lizard. And I was like, what the fuck? I had to watch, I had to watch it right then and there because sometimes is this something that that is on YouTube that we won't be able to like somehow show or whatever? And I just wanted to see what it was. And like, sure enough, they have this, like, just like this sort of this, this, there's an advertisement for some other thing where this, the lizard's not dead or whatever. The lizard just looks dead, but yeah, that, that, that was, that was fun running across that. Those last two don't really have anything to do with the iPhone commercial at all was was fun to, to see it written something about that nice uh that's all i had for the video i mean i have a question later but i feel like 
uh, if you want to get to the ones that you'd written down. I wrote down the ge- the general weird organization of this shady race. Like, you know, it's it's running in mud. It's doesn't seem to be a school thing. They have tents set up. It's around condo buildings. Like, what is this event that, that people are at? Especially that's so important that this mom is pushing through a whole bunch of people uh, with her iPhone uh, to capture. Jeremy also really good about picking out things that are happening in the background and the people doing a tug of war while the race is going on. They don't even have any interest in the race, but they're over there on the side. They're doing a tug of war or something like that. And then uh, calling out Apple for the child labor I thought was fun as well. Not that child labor is fun, but calling them out for it is fun. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I wanted to ask uh, if there was a story time. Uh, this one time I was a counselor at summer camp and they tilled uh, up a section of land about the size of a basketball court and dumped just thousands of gallons of water into it, turning it into the mud pit from the Raid 2 also, a tip-off that this was probably Jeremy that wrote it, mentioning the raid tube. Then they did races and other games until one kid stood up out of the mud with a dark red blood clearly flowing from some kind of uh, stomach wound he had suffered while just sliding headfirst in the mud and scraping on a piece of bedrock. Jeremy says that this story is absolutely true. He says, I think it was technically a spring weekend retreat and not a summer camp, but it was in South Carolina and it was just laughs and joy and fun for an hour or so until that kid got pierced. And I think it was a tree root that cut him and not bedrock. And he says, but yeah, it was quite the sight as 75 people drenched in mud suddenly realized the fun was over. And yet we were still covered in mud. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, Are you ready to move on to behind the center? Yeah. Well, let's do it. Here's the official audio transition for behind the center. So tell me about yourself. We're all sinners. Every one of us. And what happens to sinners? Get to know each other better, you know? See, Daddy, sinners have soul, too. The information, it's too much. Walk away, March. Just walk away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were the co-writer on uh, the, like, one of the leads on the Everything Ever Once video. And yeah. uh, we got to hear from Dicer about that video as it went public. Uh, but mm-hmm. I want to hear, like, from your perspective, lots of things that happened. We've, got, we've gotten to hear okay. a lot about, um, especially because, you know, Ian was living with Dicer. So a lot about about his perspective and point of view. I, I want to hear, like, your side of the, the, the story. Okay. So... Uh, we went, you know, and we also uh, talked about this on our uh, our uh, our Patreon video too for like a couple of hours, but I'll try to summarize this so it's not so long. Um, <laughs> I think this would have been the Sin Week movie instead of Ambulance, but we didn't know when it was coming out in Nashville, so mm. no way of knowing whether or not we could have gotten that one at the time. So. Uh, it was me, Dicer, Ian, and Daniel all watched this movie uh, like on the last day of Sin Week at night in this theater. And I remember watching it and I was disappointed because first off, the theater that was running it was running it at a very dark image uh, on screen. It was very mm-hmm. hard to see uh, a lot of things going on. And I was, and it was because it was so late and I was tired from Sin Week, I wasn't really getting uh, where this movie was going for the most part when the blu-ray came in i decided to watch this movie and i watched it and i was like oh we really need to do something different with this movie we can't just send this like normal because sending it like normal is going to be weird 
And I knew that it was going to be me and Dicer because we did Tenet together and mm-hmm. we did some some fun things with Tenet. Most of the worlds, the the universes that you see that are different, um, uh, that are recurring throughout the video, those were mainly his ideas on that. Like uh, coming up with the 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 public radio one, mm-hmm. uh, uh, doing the one where everything is dumb. You know, everything mm-hmm. is dumb. He did it that. And for some of those, I, I went, I went in writing a certain way and then I would see what he did. And I would like, I went back, I said, okay, once we combine the script, I said, okay, I see how you're doing this now. I'm just going to go ahead and try to conform some of the stuff that I've written into what you're doing here, because you write, because in the dumb universe, I was writing a whole bunch of stuff that was dumb, but it wasn't the exact same like thing that he was doing with with the dumb universe so i was like we're trying to i wanted to make everything like flow exactly right like when you got to that world you knew that's what you were what you were getting a lot of that now a lot of the one-offs that go in there those are a lot of my uh, things that i did (laughs) uh so that's where we we have the stuff that's like shot the stuff we filmed and all that stuff so a lot of the one-offs uh are things that i did because it was the idea that i wanted the original idea that i wanted was that this video would be so big that we'd have like secret videos that would like people could click on and all all that and i there's not enough time to to get all that going uh but there would be secret videos like maybe a secret flash of a of a youtube url that would pop up or something or something that you would have to piece together and like and then type in or whatever those type of things but that never came to fruition so so yeah so the combining process for this was the most extensive thing that we've ever done aaron gave me his sins i combined them like we normally do and it's this one big huge google spreadsheet of sins that are on here every time we got into a new universe i would highlight what it was and then i made a separate tab for those universes just like here's all the stuff for the you know the 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 one-off universes here's the well actually i think the one-off ones i'm trying to i don't think the the one-off ones had all their own tab so it was all in one thing it was all in one thing but all the ones the dumb universe the the uh, npr universe all of these had their own tabs and so that just make sure that the editors knew what was going on with this thing and so like if there was anything that was just a little off there was some rewriting that had to get done and uh finally we after like going back and forth with how these universes would go and what we had to do we finally like settled on something and then our editors went into hyper gear on all of the stuff and said uh started uh tapping people to like hey we need your narration we need you new we've got this day to shoot. If you want to shoot, <laughs> I went out to buy wardrobe for this. For these things. <laughs> On some of the, the notes, the editor said like, okay, we're going to shoot this and it would be cool. If you guys had this and this, you were wearing this or whatever. So like, uh, I went out, went out and found stuff. I found that sweater vest where I'm in there for like two seconds, uh, in a sweater vest, found that, and found some other clothes for the Siskel and Ebert one that's uh, mm-hmm. that's in there. Uh, we got to shoot at the local Belcourt Theater. That was really cool. 
um that they let us have oh, nice. there, like upstairs um upstairs theater that are small theater to shoot uh shoot that uh siskel and ebert thing but also <laughs> clothes specifically for that shoot <laughs> and yeah they told jeremy to bring the dumbest you know the, something that would be befitting of a twitch someone who's on twitch and so he found that prototype basically uh, the dings that are all over the little hoodie that or whatever the one that we sort of uh rejected and then we put it in the video and suddenly there were people who were like i want that uh so yeah it was um that was a demanding process trying to get that script done um trying to get it combined trying to get aaron and i to I, you, you know, it's going to sound like we were arguing about how this should go, but no, we didn't argue about anything. It was just trying to reconcile what we have written here and make it all make sense to us and make sense to others and then be able to edit it together. That took a long time to get that script all, all, uh, all set up. So, so most of the time, when something didn't quite match, I was like, Hey, I see what you did here, Aaron. I'm going to write exactly how you wrote this. And I'm going to change stuff that I wrote to make it, make it conform to that. And then for the Twitch thing, I said, Aaron, I don't know anything about Twitch. Just write whatever you want to on the Twitch thing. So that's where the Jeremy's uh, Twitch stuff when they're in the uh, universe with the donut universe and everything uh, happens. But, nice uh i don't think there's anything we put in the video necessarily that's like i will i mean i guess there's several things we did put in but they're they're obvious like the email that i that jeremy sent to me back in 2012 saying we should do an everything right with prometheus uh as a channel back in back in that time we had come out with two videos and it was going well, but we didn't know if people would still like everything wrong with over and over, or if we needed to just change it up or what. And so there was an idea that maybe people would get tired of this and we'd occasionally throw in everything right with, why don't we pick one that's like a polarizing movie like Prometheus to do that? And that was bandied about. And so, you know, ultimately we chose against it, wanted to kind of keep it the same so when so now you know then at 10 years later trying to figure out what the everything right with would have been like it would not have been like what we did in this video it would have been we would have been it would have been more i guess it would have been more straightforward everything right with like we really like this and whatever i don't i don't even know we never developed it it was just an idea that uh we would do an everything right with coming 10 years later what would that channel have been like we obviously went way overboard as far as like how uh, like effusive i guess about the movie we we would be you know saying you know like you know it's like you know everything is uh rainbows and cotton candy and all that was, <laughs> um that that was just uh that's sort of a mock uh idea of what that would have that channel would have been like I don't think we would have we would have gone over the board so uh, uh, I don't think we would have done it that sarcastic. But I think the idea was well if we do an everything right with 
do we do people then demand the everything wrong with have we just doubled our workload already before we even started like if we do an everything right with then people are going to want an everything right with amazing spider-man and everything right, right with avengers and everything right with right. dark knight rises and all that so yeah we 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 steered towards just staying negative bastards uh, <laughs> uh about everything and um you know, I mean that it that that's what worked out because it it believe me if we could have done it in a way where we were positive about it all the time and and we felt like that would have exi- could have coexisted on the same channel we would have but I think in the end you have to just like kind of go with like all right people like this we're gonna just keep giving them this and if we think it's getting stale then people will tell us it's getting stale and. And we can change up or just quit. I mean, at the time, uh, it's not like we were making lots of money on these things. So it wasn't right. like, and it wasn't like something we had to worry about getting totally right off the bat. But we said, well, if this is going to be something, maybe we should just do the same thing over. That's what ended up being, why it ended up being so negative all the time. <laughs> but under the guise of being, you know, humor and things like that. So. This is uh, great because like you just answered one of the questions that I uh, was was submitted uh, to ask, and one of them was uh, yeah, yeah, I actually answered two of the three, um, but with the everything right with like were they edited in a way that was like if that channel had existed and have evolved over ten years or was it kind of meant for the style of who was originally pitched and you- it's just a, it's another one off that yeah. was written. I knew that there was there were several things that I knew that I wanted to do with this video before we even started writing anything. I wanted to write, I wanted to put that email in the video because I thought that was, would be a fun thing for fans, especially people who've been around forever to see that. The fact that I still have that email is awesome. You know, it's, uh, (laughs) you know, it's, you know, I have communications all the way back to 2012 about this channel. The other thing that I knew that uh, was going to be in there and it was going to be in there like the way I originally envisioned it, it was going to be in there like several different ways. It was going to be cut up into a different thing, but ended up just being one full Twitch thing. The, uh, the one with the cast and the directors of everything, everywhere, all at once, that video was definitely going to be in, in our sins video because it's rare to see people publicly saying that they love us in that business. Mm -hmm. And I knew that video, some that that part of that video, that Entertainment Weekly thing, was gonna have to be in our video because it's mm-hmm. we're already doing a meta thing as it is. We were gonna have to stick that in there, and uh, and it was just a lot of fun because when it's when that when Daniel Kwan brings it up, and then his his partner hates it or whatever. There's so many things that we can like deal with in our own video about this. It was a lot of fun. I knew that was gonna be in there. Now, the next thing that happens too is that that video, I think we we learned of that video just before we were about to write for it. I think it was like a month or so before we we were going to write a script for it. So so yeah, I knew the video was going to have to be in there somehow. But the other thing that I suddenly realized while writing this was that maybe they say something about us in the commentary of the of the movie. So mm. I went and I've watched, I watched this movie five times plus the commentary track, I think uh, may have been six times. Like just um, for the video, just for the video. And I went through the commentary track and sure enough, then, you know, there's that part where it was like, we're going to send them a sins the rest of this movie. 
the only regret I have about putting that in our video was that we didn't specify that it was a commentary track because people sort of got the idea that we got Dan Kwan and Daniel Shiner to, mm. uh, to do a thing for us. Uh, but I thought it was pretty obvious that it was a commentary track. It doesn't sound like something that is written that you would write for somebody. So uh, I, but that was the only thing I was like, I was like, ah, I went, I, even during all the review process, I was like, should we write a disclaimer that this is, I ended up just not saying that it's like, I think it would be cool if people just realize that this is something that exists in the world. So, so we, uh, so we didn't put that disclaimer on there, but, uh, I wish I kind of did now, but anyway, did I answer the question or did I go off on a no, long you, tangent? Both. And it's good. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, cause, cause uh, and it's like, now that I'm here, I'm like, where did we start? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, the other question I was uh, submitted was something along the lines of uh, acknowledging other, um, if if you want to call them copycats, if you want to call them just similar, um, whatever, just other YouTube channels that have done similar things, and uh, and then I kind of wanted to add on to that, whereas like whereas there is the everything right with universe, I just wanted to know like if there was any any sort of contact any sort of um uh interactions with other people to kind of clear the air before this video came out no um i, I we don't i mean no we don't we haven't had any conversations with anybody who does the the copycat stuff is that the question like kind of did, yeah i mean like i was just like, reaching out to them like no it, that, no because um, i think somebody could interpret that as a hey they're just copying which the email that you have in there does prove that like it was going based off of your original idea and not copying, you know, another channel's thing. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I just didn't know if like, it was, if there was anything like, Hey, by the way, we're coming out with this video. It's got this thing. We'd want you to kind of know. No, and see. No, and no, this I is mean, not, yeah. no, the, 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 the idea wasn't, wasn't necessarily to be like, Hey, we had that idea too. It wasn't like that. <laughs> Right. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't about like, Hey, we could have done that as well or whatever. It was more about what would a multiverse cinema sins look like. And that's why there's so many different versions of us all the way through there. Um, you know, that's why there is a dumb universe, which is, I, if you wanted to say there was any sort of parody or satire or anything like that in there, that is what people who hate us generally think we are is that right. dumb universe. Right. But uh, all the other stuff is just a, it's just a reimagining of what a cinema sense might look like in another, another universe. And, uh, and then everything right with is if you wanted to go by the actual, like how a universe branches off from another one, the decision not to do and everything right with is exactly what this movie is saying where other universes are branching off. It's from those decision points that you make. You, you either do this or you don't, but the do part of it branches off another universe, which is where you, where you would get, there's another universe out there where we do everything right with Yes, there are many different ways of having done uh, to do these type of videos. And it had nothing to do with who else was out there. What are they doing? You know, it has any, nothing to do with that. So 
uh, I understand where people would come up with that. And like, you think that you know, we're, we're finally getting out our bitterness in this video and it's really not, <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with that at all. It's just, this is this, we're just saying this is what, uh, a multiverse cinema sins would be like these type of, uh, different kinds of cinema sins exist in these other universes. And anyway, I hope that answers the question. I don't know if it sure. does. Um, uh for the sake of time we're going to skip the three sins in a lie uh video uh or segment thing um sorry joseph but you've got plenty in the can and we got plenty more opportunities to do this uh as behind the sins continues uh so that just means we're just gonna wrap up with beyond the sins to infinity and beyond somewhere beyond my wild history to boldly go where no man has gone before uh, Chris, what is that one thing that you want to quickly recommend Warner Recorn? I'm late to the party on this one, but everybody has given their uh, two cents, I think, about it. But uh, I really enjoyed The White Lotus, the two seasons that I saw that. I guess there's going to, I don't know when the third season is supposed to come out, but I watched the, the first two of this. And I don't know what people have said about the various seasons. The first season is okay, I think. It's like okay. And then the second season is like much better than that first season the first season's fine but uh yeah it's 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 another one we 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 have been seeing this a lot recently in a lot of entertainment where sort of an eat the rich type of thing where we see rich people in their element acting badly and uh, the first season has that in spades where just people are just awful and there's a there's like a, a couple of people who shine with humanity uh, through this but we all the 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 theme of both of those seasons is that we know someone is going to die we don't know who's going to die and it only goes mm. six or seven episodes and and you finally find out who who ends up dying and why and uh so you you're following these storylines and the first one first one like i said is, is is fine it's it's a good starter into this the second one there's so much going on you're like anything could happen there's could be a, like a whole bunch like like for any reason, this person could kill that person. This person could kill that person. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And I don't know if it's been like, there's been a, a term coined for this kind of thing. Like, you know, there's like whodunits or whatever, but this is like, like a who dies it almost like <laughs> it's kind of like that. Cause you're, you're sitting there going, okay, who's going to end up biting the biting it at the end. That's what the sort of the, there's a, there's always that thread uh, going through. I feel like that is still kind of like how a whodunit because like take death on the Nile on an example, right? They set mm -hmm. up five or six different plausible theories that just don't happen to pan out. Yeah. Or, or even like take glass onion. Like there's like mm -hmm. eight or nine different theories you could make or, or, or again, knives out like eight or nine. So I feel like, I feel like it just, it, it's maybe less of a focus. It, it's more like if you get to see who done it, like as opposed to a detective's perspective later on. Mm -hmm. It's just a more real time whodunit, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. But I, but I like I like coining this a who dies it. That's a that's a great. <laughs> that's a great. I mean, term. they they they. It still does. Yes, it still does have the element of a who done it because it's one of those rare ones where it's like both the killer and the victim are secret until the end. So yeah, the second season is is where it really shines, and of course that you know Aubrey Plaza got a, got a lot of like you know love 
for her her turn in it jennifer coolidge is having a renaissance probably well deserved since she's she's uh she's she's fantastic and she's she's about as fantastic as i've ever seen her in these in these uh in the series so um so yeah i i can recommend uh white lotus uh yeah one i haven't gotten around to yet but i've i've made significant cutbacks to the shows on my queue and uh this one mm-hmm. is uh still on there so yep I'm going to recommend a documentary from 2016 mm. called Tower. Oh. Have you seen this one? I have not. I think I've heard of this, though. It is a rotoscope-style animation documentary. So similar to Flea is probably the closest thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, but a little bit like more rotoscope. Um, right. It covers the um, 1966 shooting at the University of Texas campus. Oh, no, I have seen this. I have seen this. Yes, I have seen this movie. Yes. Okay, go ahead. I I definitely feel like I've heard somebody somewhere talk about it years ago. Yeah, this was on um, Mubi a few years ago, and I watched it uh, during our run of Mubi ads on Sincast. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I have seen this. This is excellent. Yes. Yeah, it's great. It's on, it's really highly rated on like everywhere you look. It's just for some reason I, documentaries. That's why, um, mm-hmm. like, not a ton of people have seen it. But like, it wasn't even nominated for best documentary that year or best animated mm-hmm. feature. And I feel like if this came out this year, I feel like it would have been. I think Flea was nominated for animated film as well. Yeah, Flea and Flea's mm-hmm. great too, right? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's like kind of shocked, especially with how well this has been received. I mean, like, I think it's like an eight point one on the IMDb and mm-hmm. like a like pretty consistent that score throughout except for rotten tomatoes is like a 94 percent yeah Uh, it's it's like a brief like 83 minute documentary but like here's the reason why i really want to recommend this there's never shown a face and i think the name is only referenced twice in the whole documentary of the killer Mm -hmm. yeah um and there is a and one of them is a archive newscast footage i really like doc tower because it focused on the stories of the survivors uh or or some cases sometimes victims and I was really thinking that Tower was going to take this turn where because it was animated, I thought they were going to take a liberty and tell a story from somebody's perspective. And then at the end, it would reveal actually I died. And yeah, like like I thought it was going to do that. And it didn't do that. And I thought that was like in really good taste Um, because I was I thought it was just going to go for a whammy moment. And it and it didn't. Yeah. The other thing that's so great about watching something like this, like Tower explains what it's like with the woman who has to or the people who have to lie down on the ground mm-hmm. in the 100 degree texas heat mm-hmm. uh, they're on the sidewalk and it's got to be like just burning their flesh off mm-hmm. but they can't get up they can't mm-hmm. possibly get up or else they get shot you know you wouldn't get that you don't get that perspective when you focus on just why the guy did it or right uh you know uh, the psychology of the killer and all that and, and and it is weird how we always seem to like make the victims faceless i guess it makes it easier for us to digest a story so that we don't this documentary made the killer faceless yeah um, yeah it made the victims shine so yeah it's uh, amazing i think the thing above all of this that stands for me was just i was born in 95 right so my first memories really start to form um like after 9-11 i still have memories before 9-11 but like i don't have any memories before columbine mm-hmm. like so i've yeah. grown up in an era of school shootings and mass shootings and all that and it's like yeah. it's one of those things that's really hard to kind of 
understand like any mm-hmm. perspective before that. Yeah. Right. So like, and, and it's one of those, it's awful because like, I just, I'm so desensitized when things like this happen. You know, there was mm-hmm. like three mass shootings in California last week. Yep. Um, but it's just one of those seeing tower. It, it, it starts off and it, it shows these two people that are walking and all of a sudden they hear like snaps and they're like, Oh, it must be kids setting off fireworks. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's this calm in the air as all this chaos is about to start happening. Like even as it's starting, like people yeah. are just like, Oh, it's just fireworks somewhere. And then, and then, uh, and she's like, and then I felt something like, you know, just like a shock in my leg. Like all of us, like I stepped on an electric pallet and then like I was down. And then the person I was with was just like, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, like they're shot and they're dead now. And then the person's walking by and they're like, what are you guys doing laying on the floor? Like everybody is mm-hmm. so oblivious to what is happening. Yeah. It was refreshing in a way, like yeah. really interesting to see really interesting to like to to see people's reactions I was trying to think uh it was a it was a really good kind of moment for me to try to under to 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 get reminded of like the ignorance isn't the right word innocence maybe mm-hmm. is the right word um of like when these terrible things happen to see uh to get reminded i mean again we talked about how this highlights the victim stories uh yeah but or, or and and heroes too um uh, yeah for for little acts and for big acts but it it really kind of highlighted the innocence of trying to frame this this happens it shouldn't happen and to think of a world where not even 50 years ago mm-hmm. something like this would start and people would not have a clue what was going on it was just yeah. like uh just really yeah. captured that feeling for me and kind of i guess like sparked or revitalized an empathy in me or something mm. so um mm-hmm. That was the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah. So tower, it's not streaming anywhere. Um, I mean, you can get, it, I think on Tubi, like with ads, but it's like not streaming anywhere for free. Maybe canopy, I think. So anyway, tower. Yeah. Can second it. Can second that. There we go. Well, that'll do it for this week. Uh, thanks again to Chris for hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people can catch you on the live stream on last of us, uh, Monday nights, potentially going into last of us two, or maybe some other things. I would hope I haven't been able to tune into any yet, but like, I'm going to be on the lookout for that when I get my, a little bit more free time in my schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any, anywhere else you want to send people? Uh, no, not really. I mean, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we, we're still doing Recotopia every week and, um, you know, we have, uh, Tuesday live recordings, uh, on Twitch and YouTube, uh, simulcast there. If you want to, if you ever want to watch us do the, the podcast that comes out the following week so uh there's that and yeah no, nothing else really nice if you're interested in following me twitter or letterboxd at schweit castle if you have any feedback about how the show is going uh probably specifically more what you'd like to see in season four um as we're approaching that one more week uh of jeremy on next week i think that's the plan um and then uh that'll be it for my run so if you have ideas on what you want to hear in season four go ahead and send those to bts at cinemasins.com or DM the BTS Twitter at CinemasinsBTS. Uh, and lastly, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're listening from. And come back next Thursday for more Behind the Sins content. All right. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com BTS. 
Welcome to Behind the Sins, your weekly look at all things cinema sins, TV sins, and commercial sins. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. But this week, I'm joined by Sif Pop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Why That's not? That's the other podcast. <laughs> that, that giving them time in between seasons is a really good idea, uh, you know, because a lot of times these guys... You know they're just getting burnt out on this type of thing and they're not you know they give them time to do something really something really good except if you're game of thrones where you had a lot of time and you didn't do anything at that last season, so. <laughs> um. so you're saying that this is probably like better than any fast and furious if you say you really only like those first four but like but you think this is better than those four like um see when i say need for speed is better than doesn't mean <laughs> I heard a really fun story. You talk about eating on, on stuff too. Uh, I recently re- re- uh, rewatched the Wolf of Wall Street and I heard a fun mm. story that um, the scene where um, Leo and Jonah Hill are on Quaaludes and then mm-hmm. he's like, get off the phone. Like he's like Leo, like he's, he's like actually beating Jonah Hill. Like he doesn't know how to like fake do it. Oh, um, really? Yeah. It, it's like, you know, so like he's actually like doing everything, you know, hurting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, like, I think if it was serious enough, he would have put a stop to it. But Jonah Hill said to get revenge, they filmed a scene later. Um, and it's the scene where, like, um, they're kind of confronting him. And, you know, Jordan's like, hey, I, I'm going to I'm gonna take a step back from the company. And here's the plan. And it's like this, like, the FBI is really honest. I don't know what to do. And, uh, and, and like, they're, it's at a lunch thing. And in the script, um, Jordan is supposed to point out, like, are you going to eat your last piece of sushi? And so <laughs> Jonah Hill improvised and he said, no, it's okay. You go to head and have it. Mm-hmm. And because it's Scorsese, they did that take like a hundred times. <laughs> so, so not prepared for it. Jonah Hill made Leo eat a piece of sushi like a hundred times. <laughs> nice. I had one question to ask Ian about, which was just the Piers Morgan sin. And I uh, only wrote that because I confused Piers Morgan with Jeremy Clarkson. Um, so, oh, which okay. you shouldn't do. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have uh, made people sit through me walking through every little inch of a, of a, of a <laughs> area. So, you know, it all balances out. Test, 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 test. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Hi. Okay, let's try this again. Gosh dang it, I have already recorded this once, but apparently there were some audio flummoxes. So, let's try this again. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.